You're listening to the Build and Bloom podcast with host Jessica Whitaker, an educator of film and digital photography to beginners, both in workshops across the globe and online. Creator of the Build and Bloom group on Facebook, one of the largest and most engaged photography communities with over 60,000 members, and founder of non-profit Sister Sister, a monthly networking group for young women in media. Jessica Whitaker cuts the fluff and will help you to grow your photography business with practical, actionable tips in every episode. If you're ready for a roadmap to a better personal and professional balance, then Build and Bloom podcast will help encourage, empower, and educate you to not only build your dream business, but sustain it. And now, here's your host, Jessica Whitaker. Hello and welcome to the Build and Bloom podcast. My name is Jessica Whitaker and I'm really stoked to try out this new little series. I don't know what I'm going to name it yet. It's either going to be Monday morning show, Monday motivation show. I just thought it'd be super cute to do a little podcast episode that goes out every Monday morning to bring in some motivation for you for the week hopefully, or a little bit of inspiration, or just to kind of chat with you as you're getting ready for the work day or school day ahead. And so if you are interested in more instructional podcast episodes, I have so many of those available for you. But this is just a chance for us to be even more casual (laughs) than normal. And for me to also share uh, a little bit more about myself outside of being a photographer. So I posted in the Build and Bloom Facebook group, which if you're not a member, I highly recommend you to join. It's free to join. It's actually one of the platform's largest and most engaged photography communities. And also, surprise, (laughs) it's a community that's actually kind and encouraging, inclusive, and there's a spot for everybody at our table and has been since we launched the group in 2016. So if you're looking for a community of photographers who are there to cheer you on and encourage you and answer any of your questions that you might have, even if they might seem silly or dumb to you, no question is dumb in my community. So you can go find it on Facebook at Build and Bloom. So I did a post uh, today and today is Friday, July 24th when I'm recording this. And I'm thinking that I'm going to try to record these episodes more on Saturday. I try not to work on Sunday um, and then I'll have it scheduled out for Monday. But tomorrow I'm actually going to be teaching um, a pricing class live and I have a few other things going on. So I just wanted to make sure that I could get this episode out there available for you come Monday. I've had this idea for a few weeks now, but um, I'm carving out the time. So back to the point, in the Facebook group, I asked if you had any questions for me, like ask me anything except for social media and photography. And so I will be posting these every week and it's a chance for you to go in and leave a question. And we're gonna just talk. I'm also though, of course, (laughs) like always, going to provide you with some action items and some little goals you might want to set for yourself for the upcoming week. So I think let's begin with that. Let's start off with some value and then you can like totally shut it off once we get to me answering questions about myself because I don't blame you. (laughs) Okay, so I want to start out with an action item, something you can do ASAP. So I discovered the app Mix Captions, M-I-X Captions, 
it has like a blue icon in the app store and it's a closed captioning app. I discovered it because of somebody that I follow on Instagram. Her username is at Carly. She always does closed captioning on her stories, which I really appreciate. Now I've tried to do closed captioning where I'll just write out everything that I'm saying on the story and then it all appears at once versus closed captioning when as you speak the words appear. And so it's kind of sentence by sentence. And I really liked how clean it looked. It was super professional on Carly's story. So I asked her what app it was and she recommended me the app makes captions you do have to pay for it but it's like six dollars a year for six dollars and then if you want to upgrade and get like three thousand minutes or something it's like nine dollars a year so I believe it's a really good deal and I think closed captioning your stories is very important whether you're talking straight to the camera and the camera's on your face or if you're you know, panning around and you're still speaking uh, for two reasons. Number one, most importantly, is that it makes it more accessible to those who are deaf or hard of hearing. They're able to still listen to you, like read what you're saying. They're still able to participate um, and learn. And so I, I think you'd be surprised how many people who follow you are hard of hearing. And this is just a way to make your content, especially if you're doing any kind of like teaching material, it makes it more accessible. Number two, not as important, but something to consider is that most of us are scrolling through Instagram stories with our sound off and okay, don't even get me started, but actually you can't get me started on this because this is the Monday motivation morning show and it's just the little chit chat, a little bit casual. So most people are scrolling through Instagram with the sound off and they're going through tons of people's stories. And so how are you actually going to hold their attention and have them actually turn the volume up is by having closed captions. Whether again, you want to write this all out like I did, I would just manually type it out on the Instagram app and the whole slide, like everything I said on the slide was just all at once or closed caption as it appears as you speak. So most people are scrolling through Instagram stories, sound off, and they're going to miss the important call to action, announcement, whatever it is that you have to share. Now, let's kind of get a little bit deeper here. And I'm sorry, but some of you guys are going to feel like I'm roasting you, but you just have to know that it's with the best intentions. I want to know from you, even on this Monday morning, like when you woke up and you went onto Instagram, how many stories did you see where somebody didn't get to the point until three slides in, like three taps in? Maybe this was you yesterday and you're like, oh, I feel so called out. Don't worry. This is all for the best. You might see a ton of stories where somebody hops on and they're like, okay, I can't. Hey there. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to pop in here and oh, I'm sorry I haven't been on stories this weekend. I was just so busy and I just went to the grocery store and I just like, oh, I, oh, by the way, I'm going to this, this, this. Oh, OK. So anyways, what I want to hop on here to say was I'm doing this. Do you see how long and annoying that was? <laughs> and you might be doing this like I used to do this too until I realized that bro, bruv, bruv, nobody really cares. That's the reality. And I know that sounds so harsh, but here's the thing. 
if you are a business, now it's different, there's different cases, but if you are a business, nobody's going to care hey guys, I just popped on. No, we want to know what do you have to share with us? What's the product, the service, the offer, the deal, the sale? What are you bringing to me? Because your competition, their story might be fully optimized. So like you might have a preset sale, but if you say, hey guys, just want to pop in, nobody's going to know about the preset sale unless they watched for four slides. And if you don't even have closed captioning on or any kind of caption, any kind of indication, they're going to slide right over that while your competition is up here saying, hey there, I want to let you know this today, I'm launching my presets available for sale now. Swipe up, all captioned, okay? So with Instagram, the attention span is so short that you really are competing for people's attention. And it's just another way having closed captioning is a way to hold their attention and have them to actually read what you're saying without having the sound up. Um, they'll hopefully eventually turn the sound up. So that's my little tip. I would really encourage you if you do not already to um, closed caption your stories. You could use the mixed caption app or you could also manually type it out. What I was nervous about with mixed caption was that I would have to do a ton of edits and like corrections, and that wasn't the case at all. It was super accurate, even like with a little bit of like my accent. Not that I really have an accent, I guess, but like everybody pronounces things differently and it still would catch it. So it even will add in punctuation. Um, it will even capitalize certain things. So even when I do Facebook or Squarespace, it will capitalize those businesses. If I say like there's a brand I work with called KEH Camera and it capitalized KEH. It, it's pretty cool, super accurate, and you can also use it in other things. So it doesn't have to just be for stories. We used it to do closed captioning on some Facebook ads. That was like a really nice video format, like not 4K, but it wasn't just like a recording from my phone. We can do it even for, honestly, anything. You just have to buy the minutes, but it's super easy. And so give it a try. And also with that, you have to kind of pair in this mindset of getting straight to the point with people. So don't use mixed captions to say, hey, guys, want to pop in here. Use it to get to the point and see how your stories convert this week versus last week. Um, and also do try to trim down those stories and those announcements. And even, wow, these are all just so many bonus tips. <laughs> even another thing to consider is <laughs> that you should be sharing your most important story or your call to action at the very beginning of the round for the day of the sequence. So don't wait for taps in, four stories in to share that your presets are now launched or for sale because the first story in that sequence, the first story that everybody sees, that's the one with the most views. So it is important to have any kind of call to action, anything. Your most important story needs to be first. And I once heard a tip to do your face. Um, I believe this was from Quigley, official Quigley on Instagram. I love her name, her username, Quigley. Like that's so cute. So Quigley once did this tip, I believe it was just on Instagram stories, to start the story sequence out, so the first story of the day, with your face showing the camera. And I know this can still be kind of like a, I'm not sure if I want to go there. I'm nervous still. E, I don't want to show up on camera until, you know, this, this, and this are done. Or like my makeup's not on. I, I get that there's a lot of um, reasons people don't necessarily want to be on camera, which we can address in a whole different 
episode if you would like because I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of things to say about it. But um, I do think that she has a really good point because it does build up that trust. There is something to be said about having almost that like eye contact with their your viewers. And so I think if you can combine your announcements and having your face on the camera, I think that's really going to drive up your engagement. So try it out. Let me know what you think. Let me know what happens. Um, I believe every business can implement this easily. And hey, would you even let me even give you a challenge. How about you try this today? Like, I'm not even joking. Give it a try today and then let me know how it went in the Build and Bloom Facebook group. We can have a little discussion over there. Maybe even test it against the next day. It's like today you do captions, tomorrow you don't, and you can see which performed best. I'm really curious to know. Okay, now I want to share something that I was revisiting this past month honestly started tracking this at the beginning of July so (laughs) stay with me here too because I tried to record this like three times and I like cannot condense it down so about a year ago I heard this woman on a podcast talking about how your period works in conjunction with your productivity levels now first let's begin by saying this is to be used as a tool It's not very realistic advice. So we don't always get to choose when we feel like being more productive than others, especially when it comes to our work. The way it was being presented on the podcast by the host of the podcast was a little bit tone deaf, not gonna lie. I was like, not everyone gets to pick their own schedule, but okay. And, but the the guest, the woman who was teaching this was so awesome about it. Like she never was like, I don't know. I have like this thing with marketing podcasts that are presented as like realistic um and then they're totally not at all so I just want to start this off by saying this tip is just something to incorporate and to consider and not something to necessarily live by and I never want to sound like I'm coming off as like I don't know so you know the vibes you know the vibes so the overall concept was that as throughout your cycle so like four or five weeks or so everybody who has a period is different um you have different weeks and times where you will feel either super energetic and you know maybe that's the time to be on camera and to doing kind of recording and then other weeks you'll feel very focused in other weeks are for planning and for dreaming and then other weeks are for implementing and I think that was really interesting advice and what I appreciated about it was that it doesn't require any kind of outside sor- any outside forces other than yourself, your body, your mind. It doesn't have to do with the stars. It doesn't have to do with any kind of faith necessarily. It's not like a any kind of concept outside of just yourself and tracking your own mood. Now, we cannot work off of emotion. <laughs> we cannot work off of motivation. We can only work off of discipline. Hey, uh, yeah, so... I am just going to say that this is a really good tool to use and to begin to track, but it's not something we can obviously rely on. Um, Sometimes you have deadlines you have to do, and I know that most of my audience isn't doing photography or their creative business full time. So some nights you do have to stay up kind of late to work on, you know, that side project or 
your other your other job that you're doing um it's not always just oh yes this week is when I feel like I'm ready to dream like sometimes we have to incorporate it into our own schedule so that's where I'm like I don't want to swim off as like not um relatable that's the term I was looking for podcasts that are presented as relatable but they're super not not realistic Anyways, let's move forward. <laughs> when I don't have like a full Google Doc, because usually I have a bit of an outline to go by just to keep me kind of on track. But in these case, in this case, it's a little bit more casual. So with that being said, I started to track kind of my overall mood for the month. Um, at the beginning of the month, I was writing down, you know, when I was on my period, how was I feeling? And then the next week, I was feeling super like ready to do, accomplish whatever filming I needed to do to... It was just interesting, and then this past week, I was feeling super, like, teetering, walking the line of feeling depressed. Um, I already struggle with depression. I am on medication. I have been for about a year and a half. I became struggling with depression since 2014 when I went to college, Um, and it's all good. Like, Jesus still is, you know, there's nothing about me that needs to be fixed necessarily or, like, anything that needs to be adjusted. This isn't like spiritual warfare. It's just how my brain is. So um, I appreciate all the people who are always giving me like resources to kind of pray out the depression. But you know, it's not really how it works. (laughs) So thank you. But with that being said, I was (laughs) teetering the line of feeling depressed. And so I tracked that. Now, like I said, we don't always get to choose when we want to work and when we want to do what, but it's simply a tool to use. And so I'd kind of encourage you, you know, we're about to get into a new month here in eight days or so. Um, And I would encourage you to start tracking your mood and just use it again as a tool and use it to your advantage, just something to consider. Again, it doesn't require anything else except for yourself. If you are a person who is not on their period, you do not experience a period, this is still really good information to pass on to somebody who does. Um, Because when I discovered it, I started sharing it with my friends who have a period. And it's just really interesting. So I thought let's share it here on the Monday morning show. (laughs) Good morning. Let's talk about menstruation. No, but hey, this is how God created us. So we need to like use it to our advantage. Okay, I'm going to get (laughs) I'm going to get into some questions that were asked um, on the Build and Bloom Facebook group. We have some really cute ones that I'm excited to talk about. And then we're going to wrap up the show. So I hope that um, if you're kind of like, eh, I don't care to hear about any of this, then I won't be offended if you leave right now. But if you want to stick around, we're just going to get into some more personal questions. Um, Just let me know what you thought of this podcast and this whole concept of the Monday morning show. I'm really curious to see how this goes. And you know, as I have more topics to talk about, this is just a place where we can get even more personal. I've started doing some vlogs on my YouTube channel um, where I share it with you like a work day in my life, but, um, you know, and sharing little things here and there more about me. Uh, so we're going to do the, the questions now. Let's get into it. Okay, let's start out with kind of a silly question. I mean, they all are kind of silly to an extent, 
But um, why, why did you name your dog Bumblebee? So I'm so glad you asked. For those who don't know, I have a dog. His name is Bumblebee. And we adopted him last year, last August, August 2019. I had just moved back from New York City and I really wanted a dog. I've wanted a dog for about a year or so. Um, I grew up with the most amazing, wonderful pitbull mix named Daisy. We got her from the Seattle Humane Society, I believe. It's down kind of by, um, do you guys know, like, on a, I believe it's Alaskan Way, like, when you're, there's that Baskin Robbins by the water, and then on the other side is, I think, a Whole Foods or, like, a, a co-op or something, and then there's the animal shelter. So I don't know if it's the Humane Society or animal shelter, but regardless, um, that's where we got her and they're so awesome there. And so I want to adopt another dog. Um, with all of our animals, we've always adopted our rabbits. It's super important to rescue. So we took the time on weekend to dedicate to going to different shelters. And the first one we went to was Ginger's Pet Rescue. They were having a pop-up event in Green Lake. And it was the first one in the morning. They, I think theirs was like 10 o'clock or so. And so I was there early, <laughs> even waiting in the car. Can't wait to go in. Um, went in, looked at the dogs. They had lots of small dogs. And I really wanted a small dog. Uh, Daisy had to go on a really long run every morning with my mom and though I love pit bulls and I would love to have pit bulls in the future um it's not really practical for me to be able to take care of and they need a lot of exercise as most large dogs do as mo all dogs need exercise but I don't think I would be able to care for a pit bull by myself so I wanted something small but not too small like just size small not extra small not medium though anyway <laughs> anyways so uh, we go in and all the dogs are kind of they're on a table and then their little kennels or there's like two stacked on top of each other they had some large dogs too there was a really pretty like standard poodle like the large poodles from like chocolate they had a German Shepherd there was um, some kind of pit bull mix, lots of different options, and most of them were actually just one breed, so I don't know if purebred's the word. I've never been one to care about breeds, honestly. I mean, I do love pit bulls, but I didn't have a preference for the dog I was looking for, and I was just surprised, like, wow, um, at the previous shelters that we went at when I was much younger when we were adopting Daisy, it was a lot of just, like, you know, dogs that were mutts and things like that, so it really does go to show that there's no excuse for really not adopting dogs because even if you want a specific kind for whatever reason, if that's a hyperallergenic reason, if this is a reason like, oh, my family's always had Cocker Spaniels, so we have to go to a breeder, it's actually not the case because there were tons of poodles, shih tzus, uh, Maltese dogs, like I, there's lots of different options. So that was super cool to see. And Bumblebee, his name wasn't Bumblebee at the time. It was something different. Um, he was um, on the bottom cage. So I didn't really notice him, but my mom did. And I didn't notice him also because he didn't come up to the front of the cage. So he really was just like back in the corner, snuggled up, whatever, really scared. And so um, the reason my mom noticed him was because he wasn't barking. And that's why I didn't notice him. I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that there is a dog in there, right? So he... 
is it barking? And my mom's like, oh my gosh, this one is so quiet. Let's like get him. So I'm like, okay, cool. And there's another dog I was kind of eyeing that was like right at the front of the cage. He was like super like small and really like fluffy and really cute, but not a good fit for me. So because Bumblebee was so calm, my mom was attracted to him. I just didn't even notice him. And so I'm so glad that she did. So we go outside in his foster mom because all there's maybe like five or six of the foster um, people who take care of the dogs from the rescue. Um, she had had him for about a day and the the two, he had gone through two other foster homes and they had just fallen through because one had like a medical emergency with their husband, the other just didn't work out. And then he was in this woman's foster home. So sorry, guys, you're getting the whole backstory. So we go outside and I sit down and she sets Bumblebee on the ground and I'm crisscross and he immediately comes and walks into my lap and sits down. And from then I was like, oh my gosh, this dog is perfect. And he was looking super scruffy, super scruffy. Uh, he had to get a lot of surgeries. Uh, we had to also remove like five of his teeth. He had a tumor. It was a really big commitment, but I just loved him. He was old dog too. He was like eight. So I didn't want a puppy. I've had a puppy before with Daisy and I was so down to have an older dog. So we were just a great match. And even looking back at it, how scared he was and he really hasn't loosened completely up and been like super comfortable like a 100 um until this summer like i want to say in may i mean he, even until may he was still super comfortable but like this is next level now he knows like this is his forever home you know because he went through so many different homes and it turns out he was fully trained so he hasn't really had an accident he asked to go outside to use the bathroom, so he just stands by the door. He doesn't bark. Um, he is deaf, though, so the reason why he was so quiet and wasn't barking was because he is deaf, because when he was on the street, he got an ear infection that ended up making him go deaf, and um, yeah, it's just so amazing and rewarding to adopt dogs, and they're just so wonderful, and they really do blossom, like, in front of you if you just give them the right care, and so the reason I named him Bumblebee to get to the original question was when I was in New York, I was, like, dreaming of what name do I want to give my dog, so I was going through Bambi, Buttercup, or Bumblebee, and I found Bumblebee because when I was in New York, I was looking online at the, like, online shelters for, like, in the city, and then you go, you like see which one you want. And one of the dogs was named Bumblebee. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is the cutest name I've ever heard. And I just like became obsessed with it. I love how silly it is. I love how people are like, what's your dog's name? And I'm like, Bumblebee. And they're like, wow, like they literally can't handle it. I mean, that's only happened a few times and mostly with like kids and like people my age, I guess. Like some people are like, what? But I don't know, like it's really cute and I love it. Um, so yeah, I just wanted something super silly and a name where like the person would just, oh, they would love it. They'd go back and be like, guess what dog I met today, what his name is. I also love going whenever I'm in an Uber, <laughs> when I'm like talkative, I'll be like talking with them and you know, do you have any pets, whatever? And then I'm like, I have a pet. Guess what his name is? Like actually making them guess like for like five guesses. And I'm like, okay, I'll tell you. It's a bumblebee. And they're like, wow, that's so cute. So that is my answer. How did I get my dog's name to be bumblebee? Um, and he's seriously my best friend. He's amazing. His birthday's next month. He should be nine. 
and I will be throwing him a birthday party, of course. I think we're going to do it like at um, the apartment with my brothers, my mom and I, and live stream it or something like that. Wouldn't that be so cute? I was looking on Etsy for decorations. Like, how cute would it be to have like a bumblebee theme? Um, anyways, let's get into the next question. Okay, this podcast is getting kind of long. I really thought that this would be like 10 minutes, but here we are. Okay, so my next question is, how do you self-care or make time for yourself when you're constantly juggling so many things on your plate? I think it's all about time management, even if you don't perfect it. I definitely don't have it perfected. Um, I think it's all about like balance and boundaries. So one thing that I do, and this isn't just like, oh, I'll like do a face mask or something. Those things are great. But I think we also have to think about how we like even go about our workload. So I recently took off um, my email from my phone. I did this maybe about a few months ago. Um, so I don't get any email from my phone. Now, if I go on holiday, on vacation, I will put email on my phone. That's not going to happen for a long time as there will be no travel plans for a long time. But I do try to eliminate that. So the only time I'm checking email is when I'm at my computer at my desk. And this is protects me for a variety of reasons. Number one, it helps me have a better work-life balance. Number two, it prevents me from answering emails first thing in the morning or super late at night um, where I can make a mistake, not read over something correctly, a number of reasons, honestly. The same goes for all of my social media accounts. The only one I have on my phone is Instagram. Now, I do download Facebook when I'm doing weeks where I'm doing a lot of Facebook Lives because I prefer to do that from my phone. But I think limiting the social media apps is good and having it more on the computer. So again, when I'm on my computer, I'm 100% focused in. And I, and again, too, like you can, of course, you have social media on your phone. It's just for me, I would find myself scrolling through Twitter when I don't really care to scroll through Twitter. I was just doing it because it was there. Um, but however, TikTok, though, I do love TikTok. So I guess that's on my <laughs> on my phone. Another way that I do implement like self-care and like having a work-life balance is, well, okay, I guess this isn't relevant, but before quarantine at the beginning of the year, I got really into Orange Theory and I love Orange Theory. I love working out in general. I always have. Um, ever since like middle school, my mom had to start going to the gym just to practice like healthy habits, things like that. And I've always found that it's a great way to be able to break up my day, especially since I do now work from home. I work for myself. I have since 2017. And it's a way for me to be able to I prefer to work out at night. So I'll like finish my day at maybe like six o'clock and then I'll go to the gym. And then when I come back from the gym, I'm not on my computer anymore. Rather than working on my computer, eating dinner, coming back, just for me, it really separates everything out. So those are just a few ways that I practice self-care when I'm juggling everything else in my business. Um, I think another important thing would be yeah, I think that's about it, actually. <laughs> actually, I guess I don't practice that much of it, but hopefully that those tips can kind of give you a little bit um, of idea. So the next thing that I want to talk about, let's see. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? I definitely see myself doing more um, either with my own nonprofit and like really restarting it up, working with another one. Um, a few causes that I'm really into are like, 
anti-human trafficking, more with um, compassion, which is a really awesome, it's it's a kind of, it is a ministry, um, but it's not like mission trip vibes or anything like that. So they basically provide, you, you have sponsored kids and they do this outside of like the faith. So for those who don't know, I am a Christian. Um, so there are other programs. I've just always done compassion because that's what all of my churches have gone through. But you can sponsor a child. So you will be able to, um, every month you send them money. Um, it's just like, you know, it could be $25 a month, 45 whatever the amount is. And that goes towards um, their like food supplies, things like that, and like their economy. So it's not it's not like you're coming in as like a missionary and like obstructing the economy or anything like that. It's just being able to provide them with um, more resources. So like one of the kids um, was they were able to like build a roof with some of the money. The other one was able to build some I, I don't really remember what it was, but it was like an outside structure. So things like that. And so I would love to be able to um contribute even more to that more awareness things like that I'm really passionate about and you know I always have kind of wanted to do uh be like in youth ministry so I don't know if I'll be like a youth pastor that's only 30 like you know there's so much room for so many things but overall I'm really into anything that has to do with like helping like the youth (laughs) and I know that human trafficking is like all ages and stuff like that too but those are things that I would really like to um contribute even more to I just like there's so many things outside of photography that I am passionate about and I hope that you remember too that like we are multifaceted creatives and people and our identity doesn't just lie and being a photographer, it doesn't just lie in the city that we live in. That was something I was really struggling with when I was trying to decide to move out of New York City and move to Seattle was like, okay, once I let go of the whole idea that like in order for me to be a a more complete person, um, somebody who could be even more like ambitious I don't know I had to stay and and be in New York City and like without New York City I wasn't ambitious without New York City I wasn't complete without New York you know that's just such a lie and that's like low-key a lie from the enemy (laughs) let's throw out some Christian lingo here and once you kind of get out of that mindset um I think that that can be really freeing and also really encouraging and it can remind you that it's always okay to shift and to expand to grow other talents and so that's kind of point the point of the Q&A of like the Monday morning show is to answer questions outside of photography and social media just to remind you that like for me I'm not a I'm not just a photographer like I'm Jessica I have other you know ideas and like passions and things that I want to do um and other projects and so hopefully that can just kind of encourage you as well so where do I see myself in five years hopefully that will help and hopefully I'm just continuing every day, whether it's today or in five years, when I'm 30, oh my gosh, 30, what? To be able to um, continue to make the world a better place, to continue to be able to serve in my community, and to continue to be able to build up community outside of the four walls of the church. So I think that's where we're going to end it for this episode. Wow, 33 minutes. Like, you guys, I really thought, I really thought this would be a 15-minute thing max, but we're at the end the show. I hope that you enjoyed. You 
can take on this day. I hope that it's productive. I hope that you give yourself grace this week and know that I'm cheering you on because I believe in you. I believe in your business. I believe in every other aspect of your life. And I really hope that you just are able to take on the week, do your best, do it with excellence and give yourself grace. So until next week or the next podcast episode, I will see you then. Thanks for listening to the Build and Bloom podcast. If you love the show, leave us a review on iTunes to keep it running. This also helps other photographers to find this free resource. Looking for more? Join over 60,000 photographers in the Build and Bloom Facebook group. Just search for Build and Bloom in Facebook groups to join in the encouraging and empowering community. You can also find Jessica's tutorials and tools on YouTube and Instagram at Jessica Whitaker and show notes and further resources on her website, jessicawhitaker.co. Thanks for spending time here. Catch you in the next episode.